This is episode 564 of the AWS podcast, released on December 26, 2022. G'day, Simon here asking for a favor. We love to get your feedback and we really want to find out how we can make the podcast even better for all of our regular listeners. So take a moment and fill out the very short survey from the link in the show notes. Really appreciate it. Podcast confirmed. Welcome to the official AWS podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the official AWS podcast. We got some exciting updates on all the things big data with Amazon Athena for Apache Spark. Yes, you heard it right. I am Hanwin Lochran, co-host of the official AWS podcast, and I'm joined by Raj Devnath and Anthony Virtuoso. Thanks for joining us. Hi, everyone. I'm Raj Devnath. I'm a product manager at AWS, and I'm working on delighting customers with our new feature, Amazon Athena for Apache Spark. Hi, I'm Anthony Virtuoso, and I'm a senior principal engineer working in AWS Analytics. And these days, I've been helping to launch Amazon Athena for Apache Spark. Neat. Well, we're here to discuss a super exciting update with Amazon Athena for Apache Spark, calling all Apache Spark users. This is really cool. Uh, This new capability allows you to combine the ease of use of fast performance and on-demand availability of Athena with Apache Spark's expressive programming model to ask more sophisticated questions of your data. Now, I've used open source big data frameworks before, like Apache Spark, to understand and solve big data problems for things like fraud detection, customer sentiment, and segmentation analysis, and et cetera. So what are some of the trends you're seeing with big data nowadays? What we are seeing is kind of an explosion of big data. And what we are seeing is that this data lives across multiple disparate sources. Uh, we're seeing data lakes, operational data stores, uh, multi-cloud data mesh environments. And what we're seeing is that customers want the freedom to store data wherever they want to have it and in different formats. Uh, but the challenge is that having this data across multiple sources makes it complex and time-consuming to aggregate. And it makes it difficult to generate insights and bring it together with other tools and technologies. Further, um, the analytics that customers use today may not work across all their data sources, and it makes it difficult for them to unlock the full value of their data assets. Neat. So tell us a little bit more about Amazon Athena. What is it? So we launched Amazon Athena to solve the problem of big data. And Amazon Athena is the fastest and easiest way to analyze data in place without using any data movement and using standard SQL. So Amazon Athena works across multiple data stores, uh, supports all of the common file formats. Additionally, it's serverless, which means that you don't need to manage any infrastructure and you only pay for the queries that you run. Amazon Athena is really easy to use. You simply point your data in your data stores, such as Amazon S3, you define the schema, and you start querying your data using standard SQL. Most of the query results are delivered within seconds. So with Amazon Athena, there's no need for complex ETL jobs to prepare your data for analysis. So this makes it really easy for anyone with SQL skills to quickly analyze large-scale data sets. Super cool. So for those who are not familiar with Apache Spark, what is that? So Apache Spark, um, so I think this is a trend that, again, a new trend that we're seeing. A lot of organizations across multiple industries are adopting Apache Spark. 
Now, Apache Spark is a big data framework that allows customers to build distributed applications and using expressive languages such as Python. So Apache Spark is optimized for fast analytics workloads against data of any size and offers a really rich ecosystem of open source libraries. And what we're seeing is people, when they're adopting Apache Spark, they also want to use it to interactively explore data where it lives. Now, this is great to use Apache Spark, but when implementing it, customers find that they need to configure and manage separate infrastructure. More specifically, when they're doing interactive application, setting up the infrastructure is extremely challenging as it is hard to predict factors such as job profile, complexity, data model, all of which are needed to provision, configure, and tune the infrastructure needed. Super cool. And you know, for those who are uh, familiar with like Apache Spark and et cetera, you know, uh, we see quite a bit of trends going on in the industry. So what are some of the uh, specific industry domains have you seen adopting the Apache framework? Um, specifically, we are seeing a broad segment of industries use it. We are seeing uh, financial services, healthcare, retail. These are some of the segments that we are seeing specifically adopting Apache Spark. Gotcha. And so with this announcement, what's new about it today? So we are expanding Amazon Athena to support Apache Spark um, so that data analysts, data scientists, data engineers can get the interactive, fully managed experience of Amazon Athena but they can use Apache Spark with Python in addition to SQL. Customers can now build Apache Spark applications using a simplified experience in the Athena console or through Athena APIs. So what would be like the main key benefits or features for this, uh, this, service, this new service announcement? So there are quite a few benefits for customers to use Apache Spark with Amazon Athena. First of all, Spark on Athena turns on instantly, which means the Apache Spark application start executing in under a second, and we have an optimized Spark runtime. So your applications run faster. So you're gonna spend less time waiting and more time on insights. Secondly, you can harness the power of Python. So you can write much more complex, powerful analytics. So Python also comes with a rich ecosystem of open source libraries that you can use in your application. So you can use the notebooks uh, with Python to query your data, to chain multiple calculations together, as well as visualize your results right there in the console. The third part of it is you can build applications without managing resources or configuring software. So as Amazon Athena is serverless, you don't need to worry about setup, provisioning, or tuning your infrastructure. And you also don't need to worry about configuring Spark. Spark has a lot of configuration that you need to tune to get right. And Amazon Athena does all of the heavy lifting. So all that you need to do is come into the console and start writing Python applications. Finally, you can work with data where it lives. So your data can exist in various data stores, in various data lakes, in open data formats, and you can talk to all of those from Amazon Athena. Further, you can use the data that's been discovered and categorized by AWS Glue and use that schema that it has along with your Spark applications in Amazon Athena. 
Yeah, and uh, definitely being able to ingest and curate and just focus on building those Python scripts to really understand your data is key, that is for sure. So what are some of the technical innovation of Apache Spark on Amazon Athena? We really wanted to bring the same ease of use and fully managed experience that Athena customers have been enjoying for Presto to Spark. When we looked at how most customers run Spark and Jupyter today, we noticed that customers often had to choose between costly form pools or query latencies that made interactive data exploration a frustrating experience. Uh, then there's also the operational responsibility of patching, network connectivity, and capacity planning. When you think about ways to remove these distractions, you know, because that's what they are, they're, dis they're distractions from the customer's goal of generating insights from their data. You find that start time is central to so many of these suboptimal experiences. Distributed applications like Apache Spark perform best when they can scale up and down rapidly. So a lot of our focused innovation went into creating a serverless infrastructure capable of launching instances of Apache Spark in hundreds of milliseconds. It's a dramatic improvement compared to how customers previously ran Apache Spark, and the team has taken to calling it Instant On, as Raj mentioned earlier. It's based on a combination of the same Firecracker virtual machines used to power AWS Lambda, as well as a classic example of Amazon's invent and simplify leadership principle, where we take advantage of the vastness of the IPv6 address space to deliver private networking between the Spark nodes without sacrificing start time. Indeed, IPv6 is the way for sure. So there are some interesting stories behind one of those big innovations that enables an instant on aspects of Apache Spark on Amazon Athena. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Have you ever heard that joke about telling your doctor, you know, it hurts when I do this and the doctor says, well, then don't do that. It's kind of like that. We were in a design meeting talking about improvements we wanted to make to our query optimizer. And we were really lamenting the fact that starting up new instances of Spark or Presto could take 60 seconds or more. It's difficult to have a conversation with your data if you're waiting minutes just to start running your query. So one of our engineers uh, goes into this whole doctor joke bit and he goes, well, don't start up if it bothers you so much. And that joke kind of stuck with me. Like the absurdity to think that dramatically improving auto scaling costs and performance could be done simply by not doing the thing that takes so long, right? Just don't start up in the first place. Uh, it was too interesting to ignore. So a few months later, we started experimenting with the Firecracker virtual machine. It's a Rust-based virtual machine manager that is open sourced by AWS. And it has this really cool feature of supporting snapshot restore. Um, and you can use this to clone already running copies of a machine. Um, so in our early prototypes, we were scaling Apache Spark up and down hundreds of times faster than the next closest offering. That's when a lot of the pieces started to fall into place. If startup is slow, just avoid doing that. And so a lot of engineering and customer experience work went into making VM cloning into a feature that could enable fast auto-scaling for Spark. It's also a key element of Athena's new notebook experience that is easily mistaken for more expensive always-on solutions. Yeah, that uh, definitely reminds me of that uh, quote from Einstein. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. So I could definitely relate there from the doctor quote. So with that, how does Spark on Athena secure? Like security is the forefront of all that we do. So how is it secure, more secured on Athena? Yeah, I mean, so security is job number one at AWS. Uh, and since Apache Spark on Athena supports customer UDFs, 
UDA apps, and even custom libraries, uh, in addition to processing all sorts of sensitive data and customer data lakes, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that we spent a lot of time engineering Athena's security posture for Spark. We reviewed hundreds of external security bulletins, as well as internal threat models, to find a few themes we thought we could target in order to simplify the job of running serverless Spark securely. You know, when you look at how customers run Spark today, and you consider how Spark reads data from a customer's data lake, while you're running a query, the data being processed is, it's almost like it's no longer in your data lake. It's outside that well-secured zone. You can have the best access controls, the best data lake organization in the world, but the mess of shuffle data, intermediate results, network connections that are required by many of the analytics engines is, is really like kind of chaos by comparison to your neatly organized data lake. So we really didn't like the idea of data leaving the data lake just to facilitate a query. So we really structured Apache Spark on Athena and its infrastructure in such a way that it could be part of your data perimeter as opposed to external to your data perimeter. And uh, we do this in part by combining one-time use Firecracker micro VMs and that private IPv6 network that we create as part of what we call an analytics compute session. So your Jupyter Notebook and Spark queries execute within that dedicated session. When your query is finished, the entire infrastructure is destroyed just as fast as it was created. You don't need to worry about cleaning up because there's nothing left behind. You don't need to worry about access control in the same way because everything is temporary. You just focus on your data. The infrastructure to generate the insights from your data, as it should be, is an inconsequential detail. Um, we've also packed in the standard best practices like encryption at rest and in transit, as well as automatic security patching. Every time you launch a compute session in Spark on Athena, it has the latest and greatest in terms of security patches and Spark runtime. So definitely with that auto cleanup, uh, it is more secure, but also cost optimized too, right? Because you don't have data out there that you're done with and it just you basically cleans up after itself and you're, you know it's not there to secure it, but also cost optimization where you don't have to have that data out there charging you um, uh, for the storage, right? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So what is or what are the most surprising challenges you ran while building this? Yeah, so this is actually a bit of an embarrassing one, but for a good chunk of the project, several of us were really nervous about how well the performance of our early prototype would translate into real-world customer experience. You know, it's, it's difficult to get some of that at-scale data while parts of the system are still under heavy development. So as we were repeating our performance tests in preparation for Go Live, we started getting all sorts of alarms from the system indicating... You know, on the order of like a 6,000% performance regression, meaning that we were 60 times slower than our goal. That's a big gap. So I thought it, we must have missed something fundamental. Um, and we started diving into everything from query scheduling to auto scaling, you name it. One by one, all these critical capabilities kind of scored at or above our goal. And we'd nearly exhausted things to check, so we started questioning everything. And it turned out that we had accidentally been running Spark with a disabled JVM DNS cache. We had turned it off pretty early in the project as part of some performance testing and forgotten to re-enable it. And because our fast uh, auto scale times, Spark was actually masking and compensating for the lack of you know, this cache that everybody takes for granted. And it wasn't until we ran our most demanding test that we were able to see any 
regression from you know this this incorrect setting. So yeah, the most surprising challenge turned out to be something that we all take for granted 99.99% of the time because it just works. So I'd ask all your listeners to take a moment and go find that person at their company that administers their DNS infrastructure and be sure to thank them. Uh, for sure. DNS, uh, I always have a saying, is your mortal friend and enemy. So it's great that you can make that performance, but great. Oh, no, we have the cash. So it's the cash. So definitely make sure you check your cash. That's, uh, that's for sure. So with, uh, with that, right, what are some of the most common use cases you've seen? Um, so customers can use Apache Spot with Athena to interactively explore data. The data could be sitting in a data store such as Amazon S3. Um, they can use AWS Guru to crawl the data set and use the data discover and categorize by AWS Glue to build Spark insights. Customers can also use uh, Spark with Athena to explore and bring together data, which is predominantly unstructured data in data lakes. Now, the data lake itself could have multiple data sets, different open source file formats. So Spark with Athena offers them a single place to bring the data together and interact with the data. Customers can also use Amazon Athena and Spark in their business or SaaS applications to interface to different data stores. So when they build interactive web applications for their end users, they can use Apache Spark and Amazon Athena to basically talk to their backend on their data. Finally, customers can use Spark on Athena in data science to explore data and their data lakes and interactively work on feature engineering. Really cool. So with that, right? So in terms of pricing, you know, how, how does that work? How does pricing work? So you only pay for the time your Apache Spark application takes to run. You're charged an hourly rate based on data processing units we call DPUs used to run your application. And we define a single data processing unit as providing four vCPUs, virtual CPUs, and 16 gigabytes of memory. And you will be billed in increments of one second. Cool. So then the last, well, next question I have to uh, ask you is, you know, how, how do we get started? So to get started uh, with Amazon Athena and Apache Spark, customers can start a notebook either in the Athena console or they can start a session using the command line interface, or they can use Athena APIs. Now, once in their notebook, they can start entering and executing Apache Spark applications using Python. So as I said, Amazon Athena also integrates with AWS Glue data catalog. So users can work with any data source that's been referenced in the catalog, including data that's directly there in Amazon S3 data lakes. With the notebooks, customers can query data from various sources, chain multiple calculations together, and visualize the results of their analysis. And once they run the Spark application, they can check the status of the execution, they can review logs, and do all of this inside the AWS console. Gotcha. So with that, you know, where can we learn more? Uh, you can go to the Athena Spark product page and go there to get more information on getting started. Awesome. Well, really cool updates today. And thank you, Raj and Anthony, for coming to the podcast. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. And don't forget to try Apache Spark on Amazon Athena. 
Awesome. And as always, we love to get your feedback. There is a link in the show notes to submit your feedback and as well as a link to learn more about Apache Spark on Amazon Athena. And until next time, keep on building.